Great to be with you again, church, whether you are watching online or whether you have the special privilege where you registered early and are in one of our campus buildings um, on Sunday morning. God bless you. Great to be with you. Today, I'm continuing our Flourish series, particularly around the subject around friendship. Someone once said this statement that said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. A great truism that still rings true today. Each one of us needs three types of relationships in our lives that affect our future for the better. Hopefully you're asking, well, wonder what those three types are. Well, I want to quickly run through two of those and definitely lean into the third type of relationship. Well, the first one is a relationship where we, you and me, position ourselves in a place where we can be mentored or discipled. This particular location of relationship really requires something that is very thin on the ground these days, and it requires humility, where we would humble ourselves and allow somebody else to speak into our lives and guide us, mentor us, even disciple us into what Christ has for us. The second is a relationship where we would also position ourselves where we would help guide someone else, where we would allow ourselves to be the coach or mentor or be a, um, someone where we would disciple them. This really requires sacrifice, where we would deny ourselves, our own outcomes, our own desires in the goal of helping somebody else reach their goals, a gift that you would give to somebody. It's a great um, attribute to do where you become a giver rather than a taker. And in these days and times, coaching and mentoring, uh, uh, people are making a great deal about them. And so they should. It's a great tool that we should all resource ourselves with. The third type of relationship that I really want to focus in on today is really this relationship, which fundamentally we put a big banner over and call our friendships. You know, friendships um, or true friendships, let's put it this way, require, um, I've put down three virtues, faithfulness, authenticity, and grace. So let's start with this idea is how do we become a faithful friend? Well, a good friend, number one, is a good friend is someone who is faithful. I mean, fair weather friends are numerous and the Proverbs mention them in so many different ways. And we're drawing from the book of Proverbs in this series, this Flourish series. Well, in Proverbs 19, it says, Our wealth makes many friends and poverty drives them all away. A fair weather friend, that is. A true person, a true friend, I should say, is someone who is still there with you even when the times get tough. Proverbs 17, verse 17, it says, a, a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. Proverbs 18, verse 24, there are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. I love this, Proverbs 27. I think it goes and speaks to the DNA of the Aussie and the Kiwi mateship culture. It says, 
Proverbs 27, verse 10. Never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to a brother who lives far away. What a great number of Proverbs talking about the power of friendship. At this particular point, already probably, as I did when I was writing this message, most of us are probably now thinking about the people who have let us down or maybe who have been a fair-weather friend in our lives. Can I suggest today that a better reflection moment for each of us to consider really is this question, am I a faithful friend? St. Francis of Assisi prayed, this. He said that I, our, our desire that when we pray should go like this, not so much to be understood as to understand. My second point in, in our uh, value system of how do we flourish in our friendships is, is that we need to have authentic friendships. True friends can really tell us. They can really tell us, but they can tell us what we need to hear the truth in love. Please note that truth without love is not actually truth, it's actually judgment against us. That love without truth is not love, it's just good intentions. A good friend, a true friend brings correction when it's necessary and they do it with a spirit and an attitude of what's best for us. There are things that may need to be said to our friends that are not easy to say. So as true friends, as good friends, let's avoid sentimentalism with our friends. Don't flatter your friends when, frankly, they need to be told the truth and in some cases maybe need to be corrected. The Proverbs, again, the book of Proverbs, that great book of wisdom says this, Proverbs 29 verse 5, to flatter friends is to lay a trap for their feet. A true friend is one who is honest enough to tell us what we need to hear rather than just flatter us. I love people around me who say to me, hey, Pastor Mark, you've got something between your teeth. Hey, your shoelace is undone. Hey, maybe you should actually do up your fly. You're embarrassing yourself. Those people are true friends, people who actually tell me later about what mistakes I've done. They should have said that right in the moment. Those ones are the true friends. Proverbs 27 Next few verses says this, it says, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. We all need truth wrapped up with grace. Not just grace or not just truth in isolation, but we need them wrapped together. What about our personal, authentic friendship with God. How should we describe that? What are the virtues to that? The Apostle Paul wrote, uh, writes so profoundly in Romans chapter 3. Let me read these numbers of verses for us. He says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Talk about authentic. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. 
He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and he did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. God is faithful. He did not just ignore our sin, but he sent Jesus who humbled himself, then sacrificed himself so that we could become friends of God. God is authentic with us. He just didn't dress up our sin or look over our sin because fundamentally we are sinners. But because of his supernatural effort, that he made a way for us to be friends with God. So God is authentic towards us. My question again this morning is, are you authentic with him? Romans 6 verse 14, I love this scripture. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the Lord. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. A great friend is a person who listens and they listen with their eyes and they listen with their heart to all the things that are being said, uh, not verbally. I mean, that's why sometimes Zoom calls and online conversations are so difficult. You're missing a many of the uh, friendship cues that people are sending. They understand in this situation what the other person really wants to say. You can observe the following traits in a true friend who listens, that they give you their focused attention. They're not persuaded or looking at their phone or doing trying to multitask and do a few things at once. They are, they are interested in the other person's emotional well-being. They seek to connect and actually understand what you're trying to say by maybe even asking questions and saying, I don't quite get it. Can you tell me again? And they also give you adequate time and quality time to hear what you're all about. Humorously, someone once said that God gave us two ears, yet one mouth, so that we would listen twice as much as we speak. I'm not sure that's what God's intention, but I think it's a pretty good picture about how much more listening we need to do rather than actually speaking. Proverbs 11 says something so profound. Verse 25, it says this, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. I mean, I don't know whether you heard the same saying in high school that says that if you want to have friends, you should actually become more friendly. The power of understanding allows your friends to be real and to be honest. What a great way to have an authentic 
friendship, when all of a sudden you are powerfully listening to what's going on in their world. The question again, are you an authentic friend is, are you an understanding person? Are you someone who speaks truth wrapped up in grace? My last point this morning is, how do we become a better friend? How do we become a, a faithful friend, an authentic friend? Can I say, how do you become a gracious friend? The only way people will ever stay connected in flourishing friendships is if that friendship or that relationship is undergirded by grace. Each one of us is going to make mistakes. We're going to say things. We're going to make missteps. And all of a sudden, there's going to be room for offense inside our relationship. Romans 15 verses 5 and 7 says this, the Apostle Paul writing, and he says, May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Jesus Christ. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, listen to this, therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. That particular line there, accept each other, again, is a powerful line in terms of our friendships. The meaning of that particular few phrases there talks about taking or taking upon one as another companion. Take them by their hand. Receive them into your home. Grant them access to your heart and allow them to become a friend in your life. That line, accept each other. Whatever we're building walls about differences and, um, and all these sorts of things, that is not going to allow or help us to actually live in harmony. If you want to build deep, meaningful friendships in your life, you're going to have to learn how to accept other people. Paul puts it in the same parallel about how God accepts us. Effectively, what he's saying is that we have offended God in so many different ways, yet Jesus Christ still accepts us and actually forgives us and, um, and allows us still to come into his kingdom. Through God's grace, we are accepted as the beloved, the Bible says. No longer slaves, no longer servants, but Christ sees us as sons and daughters. God accepts us as co-heirs with Jesus adopted into his kingdom. So, as we have received his grace and his mercy, let us also be truly friends that also deliver that same grace and mercy and accepting each other. Paul says it's going to take patience and encouragement. Maybe that's my part that I'm playing in today, to encourage you into grace-filled friendships, where you accept those that have been difficult for you to show love to. So much of your future destiny is actually tied up in your friendships. That's exactly where we started. True friendships make life more meaningful and more fun. 
finishing in Proverbs 22, verse 11, whoever loves a pure heart and gracious speech will have the king as a friend. Father, I pray for these beautiful people. As they listen, as they digest, as they meditate on your word today, that it will change them. That out of this message, out of this series on on flourishing lives, Lord, that they'll have flourishing friendships where maybe they go back and actually repair and restore, where they actually also discover new friendships. But again, their lives are becoming bigger and bigger and bigger because of the richness of the friendships in their life. We pray this blessing over them today in your strong and powerful name. And everyone said, Amen. Romans chapter 3 describes the journey of friendship with God so profoundly in just a small few verses. That Jesus Christ humbled himself, left heaven to come on earth, born in an animal trough in a barn um, in the Middle East, where he would then humble himself in such a way and live a life where eventually that he gave himself, that he sacrificed his life, so that we could be in right relationship with God. Not just as servants or slaves, but the Bible so beautifully describes it that we would be friends of God, sons and daughters, co-heirs with Jesus Christ, that there's an inheritance about being in God's kingdom. It starts really as the scripture in Romans says that we would believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, that you would repent of living for yourselves and turn and become a follower of Jesus Christ. I love how one of the writers here in Australia talks about becoming an apprentice of Jesus. That decision simply put in a prayer. In our chat room online here, you can click on that button there that says, yes, I want to become a Christian. I want to put my hand up and say, yes, it's my time. It's my season. I've been thinking about this for some time. I've been watching maybe for weeks and weeks, but I've never really entered into that moment. Well, today is your day. Destiny, who you choose as friends. Here we are, the most important friendship decision that you could ever make is this decision to become a friend of God. Can I encourage you? to click on that button, allow one of our prayer team to pray for you and with you and to take some details from you so that we can send you some resources and help you on this journey about becoming a disciple, a follower, an apprentice of Jesus Christ. Let me pray for you. Father, we pray for these beautiful people. Holy Spirit, as you're speaking to their hearts, as they're watching this on their screen, Encourage them into this relationship, this true friendship with you. I pray this in your strong and powerful name. Amen.